0: Last week, Nathan led communion and he uh, spoke about imagery and how picturing something in our minds helps us to see and understand the the concept better. As you're well aware, we're beginning the, well, we're doing the I am statements of Jesus. And in Jesus' I am statement today, that we see he's making so much more than. picture or image, he's sharing with us a statement of absolute reality, of absolute truth. Now, John, the writer of the Gospel, he's a good friend of Jesus and I think of all of the disciples, he understood Jesus the best. And when John began writing his Gospel, If you go right back to the beginning of his gospel, you'll see there that John speaks of Jesus as being the word, the light and the life. He says, Through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it or the darkness has not understood it. So right at the beginning of John's Gospel, he's mentioning that Jesus is the light. The next place that John speaks of the light comes in John 3. And this is following those wonderful words of John 3.16. And I'm, I'm sure if I was to say, share John 3.16, you will know it. We all know John 3.16. Well, this is Jesus having a discussion with Nicodemus and we read these words John 3:19 to 21 this is this is Jesus saying to Nicodemus this is the verdict light has come into the world but people love darkness instead of the light because their deeds are evil everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed but whoever loves sorry lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. The world lives in spiritual darkness. The world does not understand the spiritual life that is available, that is a gift from God for us. The world prefers to live in the darkness. People don't want their evil deeds to be exposed and they don't want to acknowledge their own guilt and to be shamed by it. So they love the darkness. The light of Christ has come into the world. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. His own did not understand him. His own did not comprehend him, did not recognise the light because people love darkness instead of the light. And when Jesus declares that he is the light of the world, he is also declaring that there is a coming day of judgment. Now we're going to get to that in a moment. But Jesus declares twice in the Gospel of John, I am the light of the world. In chapter 9, that we've just heard, we've just read, in chapter 9, Jesus came across a man who had been blind all of his life. He was born blind. Can you imagine that? Being born blind. The disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? This was the common thinking of the day, that misfortune, poor circumstances, illness, disease, they were the direct result of sin. So, who sinned that this man was born blind? You think it was a strange question. In the go, you know, did this man sin? Well, he was born blind. But maybe you carry some of that kind of thinking for yourself. You wonder why do I suffer this illness, or what have I done wrong? to have such bad luck in my life. Is the trouble that I face because I'm not good enough in God's eyes? I deserve my trouble because I'm so sinful. Well, Jesus immediately corrects such a notion by saying that this blindness was not a direct result of anyone's sin. But that God would now use this opportunity... To be glorified. Whatever you might be facing, whatever you might be going through at the moment, it may simply be because we live in a sin-filled world. <coughs> but this is an opportunity for God to be glorified. This happens so that the work of God might be displayed in his life, Jesus said, that God would be glorified. And then before healing this man and restoring his sight, Jesus said, While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Imagine being born blind, having never seen anything. Hearing Jesus say, you're still blind, hearing him say, While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. This man had never seen a sunrise, He'd never looked into the eyes of a loved one. He'd never witnessed the beauty of creation. He'd never seen a butterfly flutter by. His world was one of darkness. But then Jesus stepped into his world and everything changes. Imagine hearing those words and then a moment or two later seeing for the very first time in your life, wow. I guarantee that those words remained etched in his mind for the rest of his life. That bloke. Jesus that bloke he said while I am in the world I am the light of the world I've experienced it He's given me sight I walk in the light ever praising God experiencing life in all of its fullness You imagine the change and the excitement a heart just bursting with joy But consider this, not only was this man's ability to see restored but his acceptance into the community as well. You see, people with disease and illness, disability, were treated poorly, often left on the side of the road, often left on the footpath where people walked to beg for their very existence. This man's life was totally changed from this point on. He's not only given sight but given life. He's given life. Now that's wonderful to receive life. But it highlights, this really highlights the failings of the community. What of our community How do we treat one another? How do we view one another? How do we accept and respect others whose society generally just pushes aside? While Jesus is in the world, he is the light of the world. Are we being his light in our world? or are we quick to judge just like the pharisees of the day you see the other passage where jesus declares i am the light of the world comes just chapter 8 1 verse earlier sorry one chapter earlier on chapter 8 and this is directly after an account when an adulterous woman is brought before jesus and they ask him what should we do with her What should be done with her? The law stated that she ought to be stoned to death for her sin. But true to his nature, Jesus' nature, his character, his divinity, his compassion, Jesus speaks words of life. Both for her and for her accusers. Words of life. Jesus always speaks words of life. He is the way, the truth and the life. He always speaks words of life. The life of this woman is preserved and the life of compassion is encouraged into the Pharisees. If anyone of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone. Life is preserved for the woman. Life of compassion is encouraged in the Pharisees. And so we come to John 8 verse 12. Jesus spoke again to the people. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life. The word darkness in the original Greek is defined as a darkness due to a want for light and used to describe ignorance of divine things and resultant misery. So there's a desire for light even within the darkness and there's a sense that there's got to be more to this life than what we experience. People are in the dark and they're not satisfied. They want for the light, they want for truth, they want for peace, they want for hope. They want light. Now Jesus is the light unto salvation, but he also says that as his disciples, we have the light of life. You and I have the light of life whoever follows me, whoever is a believer, whoever has the light of Christ within them, then life will be their experience and it will be their fruit. As we interact with one another, life, rather than condemnation, judgment, ridicule, disrespect, disregard, apathy, life will be the result Life, love, joy, peace, assistance, support, encouragement, doing whatever we can to build one another up rather than tear one another down. Life. Whoever follows me will have the light of life. Those who live for Jesus will have the light of life, they'll walk in the light of life and they'll seek to promote life wherever they go. Do you see... That the way that you interact with others brings life. You see, the Pharisees, on the other hand, they stand upon the law and they are quick to condemn, quick to kill life. They bring judgment, ridicule, apathy, disrespect. And so they counter Jesus' claim in, in verse 12. They counter Jesus' claim as you'll read it in verse 13, by saying that his testimony about himself is invalid because no one else can confirm it. They walk in darkness even though they think that they hold the light of truth. And Jesus had challenged their attitude toward this adulterous woman and here he challenges their theological understanding and if you continue to read through John chapter 8, you'll see that Jesus even declares that they are not, the Pharisees are not children of God. They're the spiritual elite of their community and they felt that if anyone was acceptable to God, then it was them. So from verse 14, chapter 8, Jesus answered, "'Even if I testify on my own behalf, "'my testimony is valid, "'for I know where I come from and where I am going.' But you have no idea where I'm from and where I am going. You judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. But if I do judge, my decisions are true because I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. I am one who testifies for myself the other witness is the Father who sent me. Then they asked him, Where is your Father? You do not know me or my Father. Jesus replied, If you knew me, you would know my Father also. I'm going down to verse 23, but he continued, You are from below, I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sin if you do not believe that I am. You will indeed die in your sins. And so there's a link here between the light of life and being judgmental. Judgment and judging one another comes so easy for us we are quick to judge we are quick to point the finger and we judge by human standards and we can be most judgmental of the Pharisees But think for a moment, the Pharisees, they only had the Old Testament. They're living in the days when Jesus is walking the earth. But he hadn't died yet. The spiritual significance of his death and resurrection, well, that hadn't occurred. And from their perspective, they were confronted by a man that they just didn't understand. They couldn't get their head around what he was saying. And he was blasphemous. He's claiming to be God. And as the gatekeeper of the religion, what are they to do with such a man? The problem is that judging one another doesn't produce life. Nicodemus. Nicodemus, however, now he's one of the Pharisees, he is only ever mentioned by John don't find Nicodemus in any of the other writings. He is only mentioned by John. Why does John mention Nicodemus? Well, because he was a Pharisee and he had an inquisitive mind and the humility to be open to learning new things, to be less judgmental. He came to Jesus in the privacy of night and you can read some of what they talked about back there in John chapter 3. And I wonder in what other ways, as as they sat together that night, I wonder what other ways Jesus began to enlighten Nicodemus, his mind and his teaching. At the end of chapter 7, Nicodemus quietly challenges the other Pharisees not to be so judgmental of Jesus. And by the end of John's Gospel, we see him as a believer and he comes to the cross to help Joseph of Arimathea take down and bury the body of Jesus. We too need an inquisitive mind and the humility to be open-minded, to learn new things, to understand. Better, to understand one another better. But in this passage, Jesus says, If you do not believe that I am, you will indeed die in your sins. There will come a day of judgment. And if you've not believed that Jesus is the light of the world then you will not enter the glory of heaven. I trust that you acknowledge Jesus as your light under salvation and through faith in him that you have moved from spiritual darkness into light you understand who Jesus is and what he has done for you. And you appreciate that, you you worship him. Jesus Christ alone brings the light of salvation to a sin-cursed world. So to the darkness of falsehood, he is the light of truth. To the darkness of ignorance, he is the light of wisdom. To the darkness of sin, he is the light of holiness. To the darkness of sorrow, he is the light of joy. And to the darkness of death is the light of life. Now as we see in our physical world around us, light always penetrates into darkness. Physical darkness has no power to penetrate into light. It just cannot happen. But rather, darkness is simply the absence of light. Where there is no light, there is darkness. Similarly, spiritual darkness can only penetrate into the light of Christ in our lives only if we let Satan do that, if we give him permission. For those who live for Jesus... They have the light of life. They walk in the light of life and they seek to provide, promote life wherever they go. Jesus said in John 12, 46, I've come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. Believe in him and you will no longer be in darkness. And then Jesus said this in, to his disciples in Matthew 5, 14. You... Are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. You are a light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. The light of the life of Christ shining in us permeates into our world where God has placed us. That's the truth of you as you walk out into your world where God has placed you. The light of the life of Christ is shining through you, penetrating into this world. Praise God. May we let life permeate from within us so that others may see and experience the love of God through us. How can you be life where God has placed you? I just want to invite you to close your eyes for a moment. Bow your heads, close your eyes. As we reflect over this last week, in what ways have I been judgmental, disrespectful, laying the blame, pointing my finger... And as I look forward into this week that lies ahead. To whom can I be the light of life? Who can I encourage? Who can I support? Who can I build up rather than tear down? Father we thank you for the words of Jesus as he declared I am the light of the world and while I am in the world I am the light of this world and we thank you that Jesus also declared to his disciples you are the light of the world we are your light help us Father to connect the two Words, light and life to realise that as a light shining in the darkness we are to bring life to speak words of life just as Jesus did Father we pray that you would help us where you've placed us to minister to those in the darkness and we pray that you would Give us the privilege of leading somebody who's in darkness, who is blind to the truth, into the light of your gospel. So we pray that you would lead us by your spirit. Empower us. And Lord, in all of this, we pray that you'll be glorified as we offer ourselves to you afresh. And so we thank you as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can just stand and sing.